Hello and welcome to Blue Royalty, a London is Blue podcast dedicated to the Chelsea women's team. I'm your host, Jess Park Humphreys, joined today by Abdullah Abdullah. And listen, the season is sort of almost upon us. I feel like I've said that like every day for the past gazillion weeks, but we are 10 days out and that means we are transitioning into that good, tasty pre-season content Abdullah, Nick and I are going to sit down at this weekend and put together a proper preview episodes, plural, I think, for you, um, where we're going to really sort of get into analysing how we think the team's going to do this year. But we thought as a little amuse-bouche before we get into that, we will do some more quick-fire predictions. Um, I've actually put a Google form together for this one, which should be in the show notes, um, and we'll tweet it out as well. So you guys can also get involved with your own prediction. So all the categories that Abdullah and I are going to talk through here in this episode are in this Google form. You can put who you think, and then we'll basically have this super doc of all of our predictions. And when we get to the end of the season, we can look back and laugh at how wrong we were at everything. Uh, That is the name of the game here. Uh, Coming up with some potentially pretty dumb ideas um I'm pretty sure I said last season that we were going to win the Champions League and no spoilers but I'll be sticking with that one this season uh fake it till you make it uh but Abdullah how how are you doing how are you feeling about the season how are you feeling about these predictions I'm I'm doing good how am I feeling about the season pretty upbeat pretty upbeat I'm I'm looking forward to it I like the transfers that have been made I'm just excited to see them in action obviously we've not been able to see them play behind closed doors or behind closed cameras I guess just because you know, they've only seen the Roma game, but with the players that have come in, you know, with, with what we saw in the Roma game, hype, fast games, Stanford Bridge, I'm super hyped. I want to see this play team play, get off to a good start and uh, smash the season. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to the season actually getting underway. And I feel like we're in a good sort of like almost under the radar position right now, but we'll get into all of that stuff sort of properly with Nick next week. Let's just kick off with the big one. League performance and points. Obviously, we're coming off the back of a record-breaking season, our fourth consecutive title. It was record points total. We finished first, 58 points, 19 wins, one draw, two losses. How do you see this year going? Are we going to do number five? In short, yes. I refuse to believe otherwise because this team proves us wrong time and time again every time they falter in the season. Whether it was two years ago when we lost to Arsenal at the Emirates in the first game 3-2, everything looked doom and gloom for the rest of the world. And uh, Arsenal were like the greatest team in existence because they beat us through offside goals at the Emirates and then still won the league. Uh, Last season, United were the team to beat, getting up there, Arsenal coming into form, still won the league. Uh, so I have no reason to believe otherwise for this upcoming season. And you know what? Let's just give them a few extra points and, and wins in the process. Okay, interesting. So you're going with 60 points. So yes. even more points this year. Two more points better than last season. I'm Listen, at this point, I feel like I shouldn't doubt Chelsea's ability to win the league because it has happened so many times. I'm pretty sure I have on several occasions gone into this exact episode and said, I don't think we're going to win the league this year. Um, I think my concern about us winning the league is we could potentially be the only team playing Champions League football because Arsenal already out and United have to play PSG. And I think if United, Arsenal and City, all of whom aren't playing Champions League football, that feels like a really tough. tough ask. But fuck it. 
let's go first. But I'll go. I'll revise our points total down. I think just generally this season will feel more competitive. I mean, you can stick with your answer. Like I'm gonna stay at mine. I'm staying at mine. I'm listen, listen. This this season, I'm going hot take city. I am gonna go like ridiculous hot take city this season. So that that's that's me. I'm gonna go first, and I'm gonna take us down to fifty four points, and I'm gonna say. I can't do the maths on what that means in terms of how many games we earn. I I feel like we might have more draws. That's where I'd I'd land. More draws. Fair enough. Only one draw. That was kind of crazy. I guess part of the reason this is hard to predict, Abdullah, is because I feel like every year how we do in the league is very linked to how we do in the Champions League. And I even think last year we maybe would have not won the league. We wouldn't have gone on that same run of games at the end of the season if we'd had a Champions League final to play. And that's basically been the reality in almost every season, obviously, apart from the season where we played Champions League final. So crucial, the crucial next question, obviously, is where do you think we'll come in the Champions League? Now, this is where I'm not going to be as hot about it. I just think, I think that it's, it's a tough ask. Barcelona are getting better. Lyon have recruited well and they look pretty decent so far. Depends on whether PSG go through because when PSG get through, they always go through to the next round. They're such a weird team. They could show up in one day and just be like, hi, we're here to play football. And they have a couple of decent players. I'm going to go semifinal at least. I just, yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to go at least semifinal because Chelsea have now gone to a final and a semifinal. And I feel like that experience is going to help. Obviously, luck of the draw and all that stuff. But, like, I feel like the team has the quality. Let's not forget, like, they've recruited decently well this summer. And they've got a much bigger squad than they did last year. There's a decent, there's a very decent Sam Kerr backup this time. They've replaced uh, Harder with like, Macario. Uh, Ashley Lawrence has come in. Sajuskanuskins has come, dropped into that midfield as an extra player. Uh, you know, like, for example, Leupold is not going to go on to international duty anymore. So kind of putting all this together, I feel like we can cope with the league and, and the Cups and the Champions League a little bit better than probably we did in the last couple of years and cope with injuries more better than we did in the last couple of years. So I'm just going to say, there's a part of me that wants to say quarterfinal just because it's tough and because of all the and league and everything. You know what? Fine. I'm going to revise it. I'm going quarterfinal. Sorry. That's it. I'm sorry. Let's just think. I'm going to go quarterfinal. It's going to be close, but cause a final it is. Ouch. Yeah. Wow. Because I feel like there's... Because I think there's so many cups. There's the league, right? And the teams and champions are getting good. I have no... I would not be surprised if Chelsea reached the semifinal. I would not be surprised. But, but, but kind of to your point on the previous one, I feel like Chelsea, while they want to win the Champions League, can't let go of the league. Once they start seeing City, Arsenal, United, if they're not in the Champions League, start doing well, Emma's going to be like, no, 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 no. There's no way I'm letting go of that crown. No, see, I disagree. I think Emma will be like, you guys do your thing. Like, I care about one thing and one thing only, and that's winning the Champions League. And that's why I think we will win the goddamn Champions League this year. Um, because I will just keep on saying it. I agree with, like, everything you said in terms of feeling like the squad's much in a much better place than where it was last season I do think the key to the Champions League is trying to avoid Barcelona but Barcelona have no Camp Nou to play at this year so there's that two we did sort of almost beat them last year as in like 
literally Caroline Graham Hansen just did some Caroline Graham Hansen things. Um, and three, I do, in my opinion, Chelsea and Barcelona are probably the best two teams in European football. Obviously, that's not like how these things work out. But for me, Leon, I find like quite a strange team um, at this point in time. Like, I don't feel particularly convinced by them. I know they obviously pushed us close um, in the quarterfinals last year. But to be honest, I think if we'd had the kind of quality of squad we have now, um, we'd have been a lot better placed to to beat them. Um, Wolfsburg, I think, for me, felt kind of fluky in their ability to to reach the final. Like they really, really struggled uh, to get past an Arsenal team that was basically playing two tin cans and Jen Beatty at that point of the season. Uh, Bayern, inevitably, I feel like we're going to meet Bayern at some point along the road to winning the Champions League. Um, and they were a very good squad on paper, but the reality is quite bizarre at the moment. I think a lot of that depends on how quickly Alex Strauss can get that together as the season goes on. Um, so, in my opinion, like, honestly, this is kind of funny thing about Arsenal going out is, like, I don't love Eideval as a tactical manager, but Arsenal have that kind of, like, drive that I think... Chelsea, that's what they found last season, right? Which is what Chelsea have done really well. So I honestly think Arsenal going out of the Champions League is a really good thing for Chelsea just because they're probably like one of, would be one of the highest teams I'd want to avoid. So that is why we're winning the Champions League, an essay by Jesse Parker Humphreys. Um, <laughs> okay, let's move on to the FA Cup. Obviously, we won this one last year. Uh, third consecutive FA Cup win. We beat United 1-0 at Wembley. In case anyone forgot, Sam Kerr did her backflip. I don't know, where do you see us coming on this one? Yeah, I'll go for another win. Cups are fun. You know, it's a good run for the for the, for the squad. And I think our second team, whoever that ends up being, is going to be as strong as the first team. So, you know, I, I find it very hard. I mean, imagine players like Kankovic, maybe even like Nuskin, Leupold, players like that are probably going to be on the bench for the league games, right? And when you go to a cup game, you're like, you're coming up against these sorts of players, Mia official, you know... Uh, Perry say like these sort of players will probably be the ones to start alongside an Aggie Beaver Jones or whatever. And you're like, is this Chelsea's second team or is this their alternate eleven? Right? You know, this you could you can go either or. So I think just because of that strength and depth, I'll go for I'll definitely go for another win. Yeah, I mean, again, this becomes a bit like the Champions League thing, doesn't it? Where you're like, so much of it depends on who you get. Like yeah. we had a pretty shit run to the final, um, last year, um, but. That means we're due a nicer one. Yeah. So maybe this is also another win. I don't know. The only thing, again, I would say is I do worry about this fact that, like, Arsenal, City and United... I, I need to asterisk United because they haven't been knocked out by Paris Saint-Germain yet, and I actually do think they could beat Paris Saint-Germain. Um, but they potentially will have nothing else to focus on, and I think this is, again, going to make the cup competitions even bigger, like we've seen annoyingly how much the Conti Cup win meant to Arsenal because it's like half of them can't start talking, stop talking about it all the time. Um, <laughs> which is like, it, you want to like not care because we've won so much, but like to me, it's still like a tiny dagger in my heart. Um, but sure, I love the FA Cup. So I love playing at Wembley. Let's go Chelsea win for that. Um, speaking of that Continental Cup, the mighty Continental Cup, the, the cup actually I would like even more than a Champions League title. It's been a number of years 
since we won it now, Abdullah. Um, we obviously lost 3-1 in the final to Arsenal at Crystal Palace. A rubbish, rubbish day out last season. Do you think this year is the year we end the Conti Cup curse, which has like existed on and off for so many years at this point? Yeah, I know. It's it's a weird one. I mean, that was the game that almost kick-started the slightly bad run. I know and it was like, wait a second, Chelsea were like, oh my God, we can lose games? Like, this was horrible. And Arsenal were like, oh my God, we can win games against Chelsea? I don't know if I want to be too... I want to say a win because we didn't win it last year. And so maybe it'll be fresher on the players and Emma's mind that, listen, you know, I feel like Emma's that kind of manager, right? That's when there's something that hasn't happened, I mean, you take the league aside for a second. And they, and they obviously, they won the FA Cup. They want to repeat that and have perfection there. But like with a loss to Arsenal in the final and like I said, the Champions League losing to the semifinal, I feel like Emma's the kind of manager that challenges the players to go, you reached X point last year. I challenge you to get one better than that next year for that same competition, right? So I feel like a loss in the final, the challenge will be get to another final and do it. Like you said, like at the draw, who do you face, who do you not face? But I feel like the Conti Cup's usually a little bit more forgiving in that sense. Um, screw it, why not? That's win it. That's win everything. Let's just go and win sure. it. Sure. We're winning everything for you apart from the Champions League. Champions League. <laughs> I have a domestic dominance. Uh, I'm going to go a bit different. I think we'll lose in the semifinals of the Conti Cup because unlike our FA Cup draws recently, we've had some very nice Conti Cup draws uh to get there and i honestly i don't want to sit through another 3-1 final loss i would actively prefer for us to go out in the semi-final so i don't have to make a trip to a random ass stadium in london and watch a different team beat us 3-1 so it's due to be united to beat us 3-1 i cannot sit through united beating us 3-1 so no, let's go no. out in the semi-finals don't care who to no one will remember it that's what's an always annoying if you lose in finals um, so that's fine. Whatever. We're winning the Champions League. I don't care if we don't win the Continental Cup. Um, <laughs> okay. That rounds up uh, our predictions for the trophies. So, yeah. I say we'll, we'll win everything apart from the Conti Cup. You say we win everything apart from the Champions League. Surely somewhere along the way, one of us will be right on some of those things. Um, we covered all our bases. Let's take an ad break here then, and we'll come back and look at some of our player predictions. So let's kick off with player of the season. A bit of a controversial one last year because the official player of the season was Sam Kerr. But I think everyone agrees that Guru Wrighton was the rightful winner. And because everyone agrees that Guru Wrighton was the rightful winner, I don't really understand how Sam Kerr did win. Although she did also win player's player. So clearly some people think she's doing something right, namely the Chelsea squad. Abdullah, who do you see coming out as your player of the season this year? I want to asterisk this with a huge star next to it and say that if Frank Kirby stays fit for the entirety of the season, I want Frank Kirby wins player of the season. If she stays fit. That's it. No other words needed. I think there's going to be a couple as we get into this player's one where I'm going to be using the asterisk that you just had there. I feel like this season is going to be a big one defensively. And I also think, I mean, defenders never really win these awards, um, but I'm going to go with a defender because I feel like last season we kind of had this weird time where Millie was injured for lots of the season, Kadisha Buchanan was injured for lots of the season, we had Magda playing a lot of games, but 
she was sort of magdaring, so sometimes she was amazing and sometimes it was a bit like meh. And we had Marin playing a lot of games and she was amazing, but also like she's Marin. But I feel like the player who didn't get like the look in last season, but I think will have a really big role to play is Jess Carter. Jess Carter. So I'm gonna give it to Jess Carter. Go for it. Love it. Because I think she's gonna do an amazing defensive performance that will help us win the Champions League. This is all part of my master plan. Um, okay. Young player of the season. I'm categorizing this as under 23s. I have given you the options. I've decided who they are. If there's someone I've missed, tough shit. If there's someone you think should count, tough shit. Um, I'm giving you the options of Lauren James, Aggie Beaver Jones, Shukanuskin, and Keris Brown as uh, young players of the season. Abdullah, who do you think will be getting this one? As you know, I have this love for defensive midfielders, specifically number sixes, as as I do. And so when I saw this list and I saw the players in question, and while I love a Lauren James, and if it was anybody else other than this other person that I picked in this list that it wasn't there, I would have picked Aggie Beaver Jones because I believe in the Beaver Jones power. The animal power is, in the animal name power is there. <laughs> but Shukanuskin, I love a number six. She looks great against Roma. And just like I said about Erin Kasper once upon a time, I want to throw this out there for Shukanuskin. She and Erin Kasper are going to be so good together in midfield. So I'm, I'm going to give it to the German. Yeah, I think there's a high chance she, she does come up, out with this one. Um, I think I'm going to give it to LJ. Um, just because I feel like LJ had such a weird season last season in that she actually like picked up a ton of awards, right? She won like PFA Young Player of the Year. Um, but I actually feel like she was really hit and miss, but I definitely think the World Cup felt like not even a turning point, but just like something that we'll look back on in terms of her development and say, this was like a really important moment for her in terms of taking responsibility within a team and also fucking up taking that responsibility. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see her potentially have more competition for a place than she did last year. You know, I feel like she wasn't that she didn't deserve to be in the starting lineup, but obviously with other players being unavailable, like that, that place was there for her to sort of grab. Although, you know, she did fight out Canarid for it, but maybe that feels a bit different to say now than it did at potentially the start of last season. Um, but I think she's going to thrive off that. I think she's going to have a really good year. Um, top goal scorer. I feel like this might be a bit of an obvious one. Last year it was Sam Kerr with 29 goals. Are you sticking with Sam or are you going to go off the beaten track with this one? Nah, you can't go away from Sam. Sam's too good at this. This is like, yeah, I, I think Sam same around 20. I think, you know, let's just go. Let's let her break the 30 goal barrier mark this year. So I'll give her, I'll give her 30 goals. You think 30 goals? So she scored 31 in her first, well, her first full season. She's done 31, 29, 29. I did think 30 is nice. That's like nice and in between. I think she'll play less minutes this year. But then she scored a lot of goals in not very important competitions. Because obviously she didn't score that many WSL goals. So it's very hard to figure out. So I might revise her down a little bit. Just because I think she won't play as much. Fair and enough. I'll give her... I'll make a top goal scorer still. But with 27 goals. Okay. There we go. See, 
I think like the point you made, sorry, the point you made about her not scoring again, like in the important competitions, but that's that's where she scores like four goals in a game. And you're like, where did you just? It's like we didn't need a four goal game. We could have easily won this like two nil and just gone home. But she'll just score four goals. And even though she plays less minutes, I'm I'm hoping and expecting her to take more chances in that and just be like, I'm just gonna score three random goals and then just gonna go home after like thirty minutes. So that's that's kind of where I'm looking at it from. Yeah, and also, look, maybe the competition will sort of push her even further. Plus, I do think this is one of the sort of Fran Kirby asterisk type things. So I think if Fran plays all season with her, yeah. she'll create loads of good opportunities for her, um, which leads us quite nicely into top assist maker. I hate that phrase. There must be a better phrase than assist maker, but a sister sounds like you're saying a sister. sister. So that doesn't work either. Guys, write in. if you. We need a new name for this category. Um Goal provider. Goal provider. That kind of sounds like, you know, when people get sponsorship deals and they're like, <laughs> oh, like, you know, football clubs and they're like, yeah. our email provider for yeah, the 2324 yeah. season <laughs> is Microsoft. <Gmail>. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, okay. I, I prefer it more than assist maker. So I'll write that in, but I think that's still open for. Um, yeah. Debate. And if anyone wants to sponsor it, Gmail, if you want to sponsor the goal provider predictions <laughs> award. At Blue Royalty, get in touch as well. Um, last season, <laughs> this was Guru Wrighton. Um, I believe she got 19 assists. Uh, who do you think will get the most Chelsea assists this season? My G Kankovic. Yelena, you're gonna do it for me this season. I believe in you. I'm gonna root for you all season. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Yelena with 13 assists. 13 assists. Okay, I like that. Yes. Yeah, this is my big Fran Kirby asterisk as well, because I think if Fran stays fit, it will be Fran. But do I think Fran will stay fit? Or maybe Guru will just get more. Mm, I will go with Guru. I will go with Guru just because I think she will play, even if Fran is fit for the whole season, I think Guru will play more minutes, so she will get more assists. Yes. And I think this is the year that she breaks the WSL assist record, because she was one off this year. And... So I will give her like 20, fuck it. Wow. 20 assists in all comps. Why not? If we get these both, like, I mean, just saying, if, if both these players do exactly the same numbers that we've listed there, well, we've scored a lot of goals. Yeah, and if both our Sam Kerrs score their goals, we'll have two Sam Kerrs scoring <laughs> Sam Kerr goals. Yeah, so exactly. that would be amazing. Amazing. We can play a 4-4-2 with two Sam Kerrs. Fantastic news. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Come to us for tactical advice, guys. Clone <laughs> Sam Kerr. Um, all right next on the list we have best performing transfer your options for this are ashley lawrence hannah hampton shukanuskan katarina macario and me official you know this is really tough because if you look at the players in the list it's like okay if you go back to the young player of the season that we gave it to shukanuskan if you go to you know what well, you made the point about it being a big defensive season, you can look at Ashley Lawrence. Hannah, I'm sorry, you're great. You're very likely going to be playing like three games in the entire season if if Wait if until our goalkeeping injury crisis and Hannah Hampton saves five penalties yeah. in the Champions League final penalty <laughs> shootout. <laughs> and then everyone's going to be like, so that's why you kept Hannah Hampton at the club. <laughs> and then she's going to turn and be like, I told you, I told you. Because the uh, Chiramusovic sure shit wouldn't be saving a penalty. We know that. Yeah, we know that for sure. 
Oh god! And then you have me official defending on mids, and and Cat is like, she's not going to be fit for like half the season. So like, I don't even know what happens there. You know what? I'm gonna go with your defensive theory. I'm gonna give it to Ashley Lawrence. Just feel like we've been crying out for a quality fullback at of like Ashley Lawrence level. Eve Perisse is fantastic. I love Eve. Like when we got her, I was hyped. But we've been calling for like an Ashley Lawrence, especially if not Ashley Lawrence herself to come to Chelsea. I, I know you've been calling for like two years now. And we find we find you finally got your wish. I think I think Ashley will come. Like low-key, I feel like she's one of the more under the radar signings that we've got with, with everybody else. I really low-key, I think Ashley's just gonna just give us like eight out of ten performances on most weeks. So I'm go Ashley Lawrence. Yeah, I definitely feel like that. She feels like someone who's gonna slot in really quickly and be a really solid player. I think we even saw that in the Roma game, like how quickly she was sort of picking up the relationships with other players. And that's a really exciting place to build from. And it feels like she's someone who could hit the ground running. Um, I'm going to go with Shukunuskan here, though, just because I feel like this actually isn't even Ashley Lawrence's fault. I just feel like with her, the expectations are like she comes in and she does the job. And she's like that player that we've been looking for for a while in that position. Whereas I think Nuskin's going to have that real sprinkling of star quality across the midfield. And I definitely feel like Chelsea's midfield has really been waiting for someone to just come and play with like a lot of joy. That's definitely what I felt like, like a lot of fun, a lot of confidence. Um, and I think Nuskin's going to really stand out as a result of that. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely with you. I think Ashley Lawrence is set to have a really good season. Um, I think that it's between Nuskin and Lawrence and it's just up to either of them. And I think that speaks to the fact that they're, they're both in positions that Chelsea have needed for a while, right? Yeah, absolutely. They are, um, they, 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 we've, we've, we've been, we've been struggling with, with left backs, especially since uh, Jana Anderson left. And even then we were always questioning, is she consistent enough? Is she good enough? And now we've got that quality left back slash right back in there. And I think with Shukar and Nuskin, it was like, okay, cool. We have Malin Leupold who's there. But, you know, was she the right profile? Uh, and then as soon as we discovered the Aaron Cuthbert, that, uh, the experiment that came through and really worked as a number six, it was like, okay, cool. We found one half of the problem, you know, the, the solution. What's the second half? And Sugar Nuskin just feels like the obvious. Like, it's like when she transferred, I don't think everybody realized it. And then the minute, you know, we just realized what she was and who she was and everybody said, oh, okay. And we saw against Roma. I think that just was just like, okay. That's like, okay, we're hyped now. Like, we probably may have got one of the best central midfield duos uh, in European football right now, potentially. And if that clicks, I don't know how you beat that. Maybe Barcelona have, has a say in that in that, in that equation. But I would fancy Sukhanuskin and Aaron Kasper versus, like, Alexia and Aitana. Like, in terms of an actual, like, duel in midfield. That Because I feel like you, they've got the power and they've got the the defensive capabilities to be able to stop two players like that between and between them, the athleticism that they have and the intelligence they have in that position. I feel like that would be like a real good 50, 50 there. Like I, I would, I would, I would, I would pay money to see that, that, that battle up there. Yeah. De I mean, definitely it would be, be an interesting one to see how they match up. Um, next category is most improved player. I didn't put any options for this one because you know, obviously you can interpret this in any way you like. You can look at someone who you think has been rubbish and think they will get better. You could look at someone who thinks you has been really good and think they will get even, 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 even better. So 
Abdullah, who are you saying for this? Most improved player? It's tough. I have like three names in my mind for three different reasons. And I'll I'll explain my decision making and walk you through that. And then I'll give you a final answer. It also buys me time to give you the final answer from my three choices Great. as I yeah. walk myself nice. through it. Right? Yeah. Clever. Being very, 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 very open and transparent here. I think one, Jess Carter, for the reasons you mentioned before, but I feel like with Jess, we've seen the huge improvement. And it, and now the question is, can you go from the huge improvement that you've made to like world-class? Like in, like for her, the next step is Millie Bright level of consistency and, and, and level of defending every single week. Like that's what we need to see from Jess from me, right? Because we already know you've now become this amazing player. You're starting for England. You know, you've reached that pinnacle there. Can you take it to the next level of world-class, right? So that's one. Second option is... I'm going to go back to Yelena because I feel like Yelena has been good with the minutes that she has, but there's a level or two she can really reach to become like amazing. And I feel like if she gets those minutes, I feel like she can do it because we've seen her play some world-class football. I just feel like she needs the minutes and I don't know if she's going to get those minutes this season, but I would love to see that. And my final one is, is uh, Neve Charles. I feel like we're due a big Neve Charles season. We've seen flashes and flashes and flashes. And I feel like there's a part of me that wants to say that she will have the Jess Carter season that we saw for the last couple of years, where she just goes from being like inconsistent plays minutes to like, okay, wow, that's that's a player. That's 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 the Neve we were waiting for. So I think just by saying all that and just to be a little bit risky, I'm gonna go Neve Charles just just to have a Jess Carter type improvement season and go. You know, I'm gonna prove everybody wrong that I am a talented player because she is really good. She's versatile. She plays in multiple positions, and when we when she's on song, she's a really good player. And and I like Neve, so I'm I'm gonna give it to her. It's really interesting because Neve Charles was the first player who popped into my head. I think my only concern is how many minutes do we see Neve get in terms of having E. Parasite and having. Ashley Lawrence, but I do really feel like she took a step up last season and I would like to see her have the opportunity to take a step up again. But I think that might depend on, you know, fitness, formations being played, etc, etc, and sort of who slots in where as a result. I think in terms, I've kind of got like two slightly different thoughts around this. I would like this to be the season that Aaron Cuthbert gets recognised as being like an elite midfielder. And I feel like she has like a little step to get there. And I feel like obviously last season, she it felt like at point she was sort of in and out of the team with injuries. It didn't really feel like she was sort of able to really properly nail down good runs of games and we have a ton of midfielders like floating around so I don't know if that's going to happen this season looks like she'll be starting with season injured potentially you know I find it hard to believe seeing as she's obviously not had any pre-season really um you know not played that Roma game not gone to Scotland camp that she's gonna like hit the ground running when the season starts I don't think Chelsea will bother to risk that um but I'd really like to see her sort of step up and almost take that like leadership role like among all of those different midfielders that we've got but I think the player I will go with actually is me official. And I feel like this is a bit of a, it's not a cheat answer because it's weird because we don't have a 
you know, Chelsea version of Mia Fisher. And she's actually quite hyped. But I think, you know, from when we did that Mia Fisher episode, from when we watched her in that Roma game, it's kind of clear that she might take a bit of settling in to do. But I feel like she seems like someone to me who can take big strides quite quickly. Um, and I feel like what I'd like to see, what I hope to see is that by the end of the season, we're talking about someone who's not Sam Kerr's understudy, but someone who's like actually competing with Sam Kerr. That feels like kind of a crazy statement to make right now. Um, but I think it's what Fischl should be aiming for. And given what we know about her, I think that's kind of what she will be thinking about and what she will be aiming for. Um, the only other answer I will just quickly say, but again, this is more of a hope than a belief, is that I'd really like the answer to this to be Kadisha Buchanan. And that could be a big, big boost for us. But I just don't know if it will be. Um, okay, sorry, moving sorry, quickly sorry, on. Sorry, sorry. One, one more thing I just remembered, <laughs> just just based on on that. I would not mind if Johanna Ritzenkanderit can come through with some goals and assists. I feel sorry for that girl not being able to get like, you know, like, like last season there was a moment where every time she got so close to getting like an assist or a goal and just would not go in for her. So uh, I would love if 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 Johanna Ritzenkanderit comes through and just becomes like this random player, the most improved player for us. Johanna Ritzenkanderit top scorer this season with thirty five goals. Who it's says good. no? <laughs> Certainly not me. Um, okay, let's just finish off this section with Lone Star Hero. I basically got carpal tunnel with typing out all of the options on this because there are a gazillion players out on loan. You can feast your eyes on plenty of people across many leagues. So, Abdullah, your options are Vika Captain, Alejandra Bernabe, Nikki Everard, Alsu Abdelina, Lexi Potter, Lucy Watson, Rihanna Blades, Emily Orman, Charlotte Wardlaw, or Brooke Aspin. I am going to do just now a notable mention for Micah Hermano. She is unfortunate because she would have won this award, in my opinion, probably hands down, if her loan hadn't ended early because she got injured. Unfortunately, I've removed her from voting. Look, we're at the start of the 2023-24 season. She's not going to be on loan. She's going to be at Chelsea injured. So I'm sorry, Micah. You have got the lost Lone Star Hero Award. You are our Lone Star Hero in our hearts. But who do you think will be our actual Lone Star Hero, Abdullah? Uh, I'll give it to Wiki Captain. I, th- I think I think she's uh, she, she's she's shown so much brilliance and so much talent. Um, she she's already scored a couple of great goals. Uh, uh, you know, being alone in in Holland already and in, in the Netherlands, and I just feel like she'll uh, she'll just go from strength to strength. There, so I'll, I'll give it to the, I'll give it to the Dutch woman. Yeah, I think that's a strong shout there. I think obviously she is very settled in that in that team. And I think you can see that she's going to have a great season off the back of that. Obviously, I should give it to Alsu Abdelina because she played a small role in Arsenal getting knocked out of the Champions <laughs> League. But I don't know. This is really tough. I think especially when you don't know how many minutes people are going to play. Um, I will give it to Brooke Aspen. I think she could have a really important season with Bristol City. I think, obviously, they're going to be in a bit of a relegation battle at the bottom of the WSL potentially. Um and I think she could play a really important role there. And I think that's something that will stand out. And it's a bit like Vika Captain in that she's going to be in a team she's already playing in, which I think it's not cheating. We've done it for a lot of players. Um but in terms of like how important you can be, 
I feel like if you're already there, it's like you're kind of like their player still. Um, and in terms of maybe a player who's not that, apart from the fact that she's giving away penalties, um, I will potentially give it to Emily Orman because Reading are looking a bit spooky in the championship. And I think she might be the one to try and bail them out. So we'll go with one of those two. Anyway, we all know Micah Hamano basically actually run it, won it. So it's it's a bit of a meaningless award at this point. Um, okay, let's take one more ad break here. And then when we come back, we'll finish off with just a couple of... I was going to say silly ones, like most of these have been silly, to be totally honest. Not that the questions are silly, the way we answered them were silly. The questions for these ones after this ad break will be silly. I feel like I've overhyped these categories now. <laughs> like most of these aren't actually, nah, some of them are maybe silly. Well, the names okay. are fun. The names the are names fun. The names are silly. Okay, this is the She-Hulk Awards. This is for the most minutes played. Um, I needed to phone up Harry Edwards for this one, but I didn't have time. Uh, but I believe last season she was Sam Kerr. That's what FB Ref told me, but it was only WSL Champions League minutes, and I couldn't be bothered to add up FA Cup and Conti Cup minutes. And Sam Kerr played a lot of those games, so I was like, yeah, probably her still too. <laughs> Normally the She-Hulk award goes to Millie Bright, but, which is fitting because she is like, Kind of she hulk you yeah. just generally. Yeah, she's massive. Uh, Abdullah, do you think Millie will take back the crown from Samka? Yeah, I think Millie's 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 class. Um, do I want to give it to Millie Bright? Or do I want to give it to somebody else? Can I give it to Guru? Actually, I'm gonna give it to Guru. I think I think Guru okay. is like you like you said. Like she's usually fit, and she's so important to the team that I feel like regardless of what happens, there's no real direct replacement, and she's just so good. So I'll give it to Guru just because. Listen, if we want to go with her with the 20 assists that you called out for, she needs to play the most amount of minutes. Let's just give her all the chance in the world. So I'm going to give it to Guru. That's very true. Um, I think I will probably give it to Millie Bright um, just because I'm going logically here. Listen, we're probably going to rotate our goalkeepers a hell of a load because we've got loads of them. Um, I don't think it'll be Sam again because we've got Mia and I don't think we'll want to play Sam as much. There's tons of midfielders, so I don't really see a midfielder nailing it down. Um, equally, we've got quite a few. I think Guru is a strong shout because we don't necessarily have... And I think Guru came third last year. Um, so that bodes well for you. Magza came second. And she can't win. Um, she can't win. But I'm going to go Millie. I just think there's if Millie's fit, there's no way she doesn't play in almost every game for almost the entirety of the game. So we'll go with that. Abdullah... Next category, this name's rubbish. We should come up with it right in for a new name for this one as well. Super, super sub. We just wrote super twice. The super, super sub. But this is an award for a player who you don't necessarily think is going to start, but is either going to come off the bench or just generally have a big impact for the minutes they do play. Yelena. I mean, if that's that's been her role so far. God, you're obsessed with Yelena. I know. I gotta rep. I gotta rep her. Like she's no. No one gives her a chance. Emma doesn't give her a chance. Someone's gotta go out for Erin's. Erin's my number one. But listen, this season I thought I need to give another midfielder a chance, and I know everybody else will play. So I need to back my girl Yelena and get her, get her, get her all the good vibes and get her all the minutes she can and every blue royalty award that I can give her that makes sense. Because <laughs> whether she wins club awards, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I do think it'll be really interesting to see how many how many minutes Jankovic gets. Um, because I thought she looked really good in that in that Roma game. Um, 
the temptation to give is to give this to Fischl, I think, just because she's someone who feels like an obvious sub. So do I want to do that? The other kind of person I was thinking was Johanna Ritten Cameron. And I do love Johanna Ritten Cameron. So Neve, Neve's maybe there I'll as go well. with her. Neve is a good option too. Yeah. She feels like definitely someone who'd be more in the category, not someone like coming off the bench to impact games, but like when someone gets injured, she's going to step in and then yeah. be really good. Whoa, 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 whoa. Along that vein. Marimielda. Marimielda. What a bad shout. I'm going to vote for Marimielda. Go for it. The Marinaissance. Marinaissance? The Marinaissance. Marinaissance. It's continuing into 23, 24. Exactly. Exactly. Let's do it. So we went for the Scandies then. We went both went for the Scandies. Elena isn't Scandy. Sorry, not not. Yeah, well, she played there. Sorry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, club that together because she played <laughs> okay. there for so long. She's essentially, you know, Scandinavian. I don't think we should get into sort of the politics <laughs> around being, being Serbian and how that works out. Um, okay, the next category is domestic banana peel. Um, I decided to give this award to Liverpool because obviously they beat us on the first day of the season last year and then we did play that game where it was like they were an actual banana peel and we skated around the pitch. And then when we played them in both the FA Cup and the league, again, at Kings Meadow, both games were like quite hairy. So it was the Matt Beard effect, having your former manager play against you, um, even Jilly Flatty's tread on Guru within a minute of the season starting wasn't enough to help us there. But who do you think will be a banana peel? On the form, I did include City, United and Arsenal, just because I wrote down every WSL team. But you can vote for them if you want, but I think that's a boring answer. No offence to anyone who's already done it. Uh, just because it's like, they're kind of good teams. So I'm sort of looking for an answer of a team who aren't an actual rival. You know, you may say this is... This is this is gonna have something to do with a little bit of bias, but I'm gonna give it to to Leicester City. They've assembled a low key good squad this year. They've they've recruited really well, and I feel like they're gonna give a lot of people problems. So I'm gonna go with them. Yeah, that's a that's a good answer. I think um, they're obviously a team who in the past we've absolutely thrashed, but I think they have started to frustrate teams. Um, obviously, traditionally this award should be known as the Brighton Award. But my other choice, yeah. we've tried to like sort of trick them by loaning them one of our goalkeepers. But I also do think they could be very good this season. Um, I will say I'm going to give this to Aston Villa because I actually don't even want to give it to them because I think Aston Villa are good because I don't even think they are going to be that good this season. And this is why it's annoying. They just, to me have a selection of players who would, they would be annoying if they did something. I'm talking Rachel Daly. I'm talking Alicia Lehman. I'm talking Jordan Nobbs. Players who are just like, they shouldn't do anything, but they might do something. Kenza. And some of the games we've played against them have been a bit mm, yeah. over the past couple of seasons. And I, I feel like this might be the year they actually get some serious um, points of us. Big love to Carla Ward, though. She's great. Um, let's move on then to Master of the Dark Arts. I think this does what it says on the tin. Um, someone who's going to be cheeky. Tackles, time-wasting. Knocking pitch invaders over. That kind of funny <laughs> stuff, you know? 
I don't know. I didn't. I couldn't think of who it was for last season. It's uh, it's a mystery. I that think. was an open an open category for last season. Uh, I don't know who it was last season. Yeah, you're right. You can't give it to Sam, right? She's just got shithousery written all over. Just just in terms of she can pull it out at any point, and you just know that if you need something done, she'll do it. I mean, the other option is Millie Bright, which you just feel like in terms of like time wasting, tactically doing things correctly, you know, going in for sly tackles, taking a, a yellow when needed. But um Sam, I'm gonna go Sam. I think last season's winner for me probably was AKB and I will maybe give it to her again just in terms of sort of the tactical timeouts. Oh god, that was the best. But um, who do I think could like cause some shit? Erin? Maybe Eldre. Maron. Erin. 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 I was like, Maron isn't causing no, any Maren shit. Maron isn't doing anything. Erin. She's too sweet. Erin, yeah. Erin is, is like the sort of Okay, no, here we go. Here we go. Mother Melly. That's what I'm yes. saying. Yes. Okay. Melly Leupold. She's okay. going to lure everyone into a full sense of security because she's a mum. Then she's going <laughs> to fuck them over. That's what love I'm telling it. you. I love it. Okay, let's wrap up then with the last category we've got here. Hot take of the season. Um... I know I've written something here and I did tell you before recording that if I have to do think of something while we're, while we're doing this episode that I, I might switch it up. And I have, I, I you know what, I think, I, I think I might go something like both our midfield pivots are going to get double digit assists this season. Okay. That's, that's well, what I'm Wait gonna, a minute. So I write that down. Yeah. And who will our midfield pivots be? I'm assuming... <laughs> you don't answer that bit first. Okay, so Aaron you and... Aaron and Shoka. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what okay. I'm going to go for. Okay. Um, my hot take of the season, and I didn't necessarily like this. But... Do I like it? I don't know. But my hot take of the season is Zachary Musevich will be Chelsea's starting goalkeeper by the end of it. Ooh... Ooh, that's, that's, it's not a bad shout. It's not a bad shout. Hey, it's meant to be controversial. It's meant to be hot. It's very and hot. in my world, this is because Musevich does continue to get better. Yeah. Not because something like terrible happens to AKB. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. That wraps us up, guys. If you've been going along this pod, disagreeing with us, agreeing with us, wanting to do your own answers, you can. You can. Get to our Google form. Put your own answers in. Um, we'll see who's coming out popular. We'll go through them at, at some point. It might not be in our season preview because I think we've got quite a lot to get to, but maybe we'll take one of our midweek episodes or some of our Spurs review episodes to look back on what you guys have said. If not, we can look at all of our bad takes at the end of the season. So yeah, that'll be good fun. So so get on that, do that. We'll have tweeted out. It should be in the show notes. We will be back next week with this full two-part preseason preview, digging into absolutely everything. Um, and then we're going to get going. This has been like the longest preamble to a season I can ever remember. I don't understand why I've had to wait so long. I don't understand why England are playing tonight. Well, not tonight. 
now. I'm assuming you'll listen to us on Friday, which it will be tonight then. See what I did there. Um, <laughs> but everyone will come back off international break. Hopefully no one gets injured. We'll be back next week. Until then, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high. <laughs>